but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's Lima Time Time! Episode 20, the trade deadline version of Lima Time Time, in which nothing was done, nothing was gained. Uh, much like your lives when you listen to this show. So I'm James Yasko with your favorite co-host, uh, ever popular Patrick McClellan. Patrick, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Everything is great. Everything is wonderful in my universe. Everything's good. I go it's smooth. It's seventy soul good. It's very just cool and good. It's just Steely Dan on repeat in your head. I don't like anybody who talks shit about Steely Dan, so if that's mockery, take it back. <laughs> Steely Dan is great. Uh, I'm okay with Steely Dan. The um, All right, so before we get into, because I've, I've been waffling between despair uh, and hope for, for a good five hours now. And, and the, that waffling... That sounds about right. That waffling is, is anywhere from... It's like contractions. It's like 10 to 15 seconds apart. Um, but before we get into that, uh, tell you want to say something nice about Bravado Spice? Um, do I want to say something? No, I don't. But will I? Yes, I will. Bravado Spice makes the best hot sauce in the state of Texas, maybe the world. Yeah. I can't. I say maybe the world because I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been to Seoul, Korea. They could have some really good hot sauce there. I don't know. But here in Texas, in the city of Houston, Bravado Spice is the best. Go get it and put it on whatever kind of meat you're eating. And of course, you're going to turn that that line against me, and it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bravadospicecompany.com. Uh, follow them on all their social media sites at Bravado Spice. Uh, they're all really cool, and uh, I like that they sponsor the show. They're cool dudes. Yeah, and their their product we like. We actually like it. It's very good. Like we're we're not selling out for it. We actually use it. Like I made. I made tacos earlier that I used the crimson sauce on. So yep, yep. This is not it's not a trick. No, no. And we also have a we also have a very special guest, James. Please, because you have the beautiful introductory voice that I don't have. <laughs> uh, we are very excited to have our guest on the show tonight, uh, episode twenty of Lima Time Time. Um, you know him from the post game on uh, Sports Radio Seven. Is it Sports Radio Seven Ninety? Is that sports? Sports talk. Sports oh, talk. Yeah, seven there Sorry, Jesus Christ, James. Jesus Christ, Sorry. our Lord and Savior. Sorry, um, just kidding. I just wanted to get mad and gang up on you for a second. It's okay. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. No, I want to channel that towards the Rangers here in a minute. Um, we will. We will. So, so from Sports Talk Seven Ninety, uh, and and you also can hear him uh, Sundays from ten to twelve on Soulless Sunday. It is Michael Connor. Michael, how are you? Yes. Oh, I'm just doing lovely. I just scarfed down a nice, beautiful piece of salmon, and I'm here talking about the trade deadline where nothing happened with you guys. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, dream scenario, right? You couldn't picture yourself anywhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. This is the dream. Okay, so so before we get into what we think, because you're our guest and, and we've invited you on because of your expertise and you've... Uh, you get to deal with this on a regular basis. What's your take on what the Astros did or probably more accurately did not do today? You know, I was like everybody else because, first of all, I've watched this team like you guys have forever. Like, I grew up in the Astrodome. That was my place as a child. I loved it. I loved it in Ron Field when it started. I was a, as a young teenager, and I've been a diehard Astros fan forever and every year around the trade deadline they've always up until of course the debacle that was like three years you know fixing the Drake McLean disaster mm-hmm. right they were always in the mix for or at least their name was always in the mix for everybody that was out there all the big names and, and you heard their name you heard their name and I was hopeful the entire time I was hopeful I was like okay they're gonna do something they're gonna you know they're gonna get a bat they're gonna go get Carlos Beltran they're gonna you know solidify the lineup a little bit or they're gonna make a, a, a surprising trade for a pitcher or who, who the hell knows something and so, yeah, part of me today was like, okay, I'm, I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed, because they're coming off the crappiest weekend of the entire season, yeah. other than, what, the first couple weeks. And 
so yeah, a part of me was sitting there today. I'm I'm kind of pissed off, but then I'm like, you know, they're 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 rolling the dice on what they have, and what they have is like a lot of talent, and they're not a winning team by accident. It's, it hasn't just happened. Like everybody think is all of a sudden gone to this card of oh, this team is terrible. Like <laughs> they're done in the AOS. They can't win the wild cards. Like have you guys not been watching that they've basically been the base, best team in baseball since that horrific start to the season. Yeah. So like part of me is like, okay, you know, you didn't do anything. It's kind of frustrating. Because there are holes there. We all know that there are holes there. But then the rest of me is like, okay, they're going to bank on their talent. I can get down with that because it's not popular when you say in Houston, uh, in Daryl we trust, but in Jeff, I do trust. <laughs> yeah, I have, to, I have to agree with the last part. And you know what's funny is that all other times of the year and in other sports as well, uh, fans and people like to they bitch about the loyalty and where's the belief in your team well this team believes that they are ready to win now they were six outs away from an ALCS appearance last year and I mean that was a terrible inning but that was, I mean they beat the Royals yes they lost eventually but they beat the Royals they had them they had them done um, and this is a better team in my opinion and they're banking on Bregman, and they're banking on Guriel coming up and raking and picking up that bottom part of the lineup, and hopefully the the starting pitching evens out. I, I think it's stayed even, actually, now that I say that. Yeah, Keiko was awful. This was a terrible weekend. So I think a lot of the reaction today is from the Rangers getting a little bit better and us having a terrible series in Detroit, and it's just a perfect storm of, oh, my God, we're bad again. And the Rangers got good, so I think it's like a freakout mode, and it's not real—it's not real panic, if that makes sense. That sounds about right. I mean, and and I've like I said, I've been going back and forth on. Gosh, I wish they would have done something. And and before we talk about the Rangers, I you know here's where I think that we're all kind of talking about the same thing here. But I, I think the Astros are sort of are counting on Bregman, Guriel, Musgrove being the, sort of the equivalent of a trade deadline impact that you know and those weren't as flashy because it's not a trade and you know the Guriel thing you know the the announcement came two weeks ago and then Bregman came up last week and Musgrove today so it doesn't have the same like shock value that people sort of live and die for you know on the day of the of the trade deadline and so it wasn't flashy but the Astros have made moves to improve what I think is, as far as the the moves that they did make, is anyone upset that Scott Feldman is gone? Nope. No, not at all. Okay. Is anyone upset that Josh <laughs> Fields isn't going to be locking crap down for Fresno? He's a cool dude, but yeah, no, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. So I'm just kind of disappointed. And, and I, I don't, I don't get to see him in his camo suit anymore. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Yeah, he was a great, yeah, that guy, good dude. But I mean, no. So that's good. That was a good move. Good Cuban talent there. That, that's what I mean. We've been preparing for this for years that's what all those death years were were us getting ready for this so the the musgrove coming up and the bregman and all this stuff all were, were the years of pain and the draft picks and us preparing so i i don't i'm just not mad at all and fuck carlos beltron <laughs> i don't want him for two months i don't care if he's productive are you i mean why are people really I, fuck him and his puffy face <laughs> I think people are upset about about the Astros they not getting Beltran. No, I will never forgive him. Ever. Did do you boo? That's called being a fan. Do, do have you booed Carlos Beltran since two thousand four? I I booed. I came, I went to the first game. He came back and booed the entire game, and then I didn't boo since. <laughs> okay, I did too. I was that was what it was two thousand five. Yeah, I was a fourteen year old. Wasn't that? But we were laughing at it. It was fun though, right? It was like oh. really fun. Yeah, like, I mean, it was, it's like we laugh after the boo. It, was, it got fun. But I, that was it. I still hate him with an undying passion. But I, I, I fuck him, man. He's not. He's old. What's he gonna? What's he really gonna do? Well, he's, he's gonna been, he's gonna play DH and probably hit some home runs against the Astros. Yeah, let's he's, just he's, no, don't don't say that, please. He's playing. I hope not. He, he's playing with the Rangers, <laughs> so yeah, he's totally gonna destroy the Astros. Like that's just how well, things Vince work. Fielder is no longer there, so then let's just call that a wash. So they got a catcher. So they got one player better. Ooh, they have all these injuries. We're going to catch them. We are going to catch the Rangers and win this division. And I don't care if I have to be the weird optimist 
and you can say what you want. You can tweet me. I don't care. <laughs> the Rangers are not good. We are a better baseball team. We just haven't put it together yet, and it's coming. And just wait. Okay, so how many calls do you get like that, Michael? Uh, I'd probably say like maybe two a day. Uh, most of them are, oh, my God, the sky's falling. I think we had a guy today calling that was like, hey, J- Jim Crane's only interested in, in putting up billboards and making money. And, you know, all we hear about is these stupid prospects and all this. And you, know, <laughs> you need to be going out and getting major league talent. It's like, well, you know, all these guys had to go through the minor leagues at some point, right? Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, you can be the Yankees or you can be the Angels. You can be somebody stupid that's going out and doing dumb things all the time. And look where it gets you eventually. It gets you right back in the shitter where you were – you know, for three seasons intentionally, but Drake McLean forced you to doing that. I don't want to do that again. And that's what they're trying to avoid. And they have a very, very young core of really good players all of a sudden. And you know what? I do trust that they'll supplement it when the time is right. Like, you know, last year doing what, doing what they did and signing Gurriel this year. Like these are times that they feel is right. Not is until they turn into an absolute disaster. Like if, if they were going to win like 70 games this year, yeah, I, if that's what it turns into, I'd be a little pissed, but you know what? They're going to keep winning games, and they're going to win games for many years. It's not going to stop. Yeah, and like, like okay, so Keiko was bad Sunday, but how good was Mike Fires Saturday? Yeah, I think he needed that, that start. Was a, to... I mean, that was the, he needed that start more than anything. Maybe he didn't even stay on the team, to be honest with you, but I don't know about all that. But he was fantastic. So I, I like how the bottom of the rotation has picked up Keiko and McHugh when they've needed it. And then they've had their – downfalls at the bottom and that's when Keichel and McHugh have been at their best so it's balanced out but at some point they're all gonna hit their stride I, I really believe this well I mean and, and, it, and it goes for the offense too but that's baseball for you it's not all gonna line up, up all in, the time up until the Detroit series I mean we had very little to complain about I mean this was the first three nothing, ga- nothing to complain about it's the first three game losing streak since the last time they got swept by the Rangers like May 20th to the 22nd so that's that's like th- a really long time two solid months of extremely good baseball and, and the I saw best team in baseball yeah like, like like Michael said the best team in baseball and they like so we all need to chill it was a terrible we got our asses kicked and then that Saturday game, that Saturday loss hurt. That was it a sucked. dumb game. That was but a- that happens. It happens. It happens. But, and I will say that the one thing that they have to do is not suck it up on this seven-game homestand because that's going to be just kind of a bad deal to set yourself up to be in some sort of a hole as the schedule is getting kind of tricky. And I think that's what that's what I keep coming back to is that, that looking – you know, everyone's kind of talking about, okay, starting with the Detroit series – the Astros play 23 of 26 games against teams that are five. So, you know, something like this was a tough stretch. Now it's time for the Astros to show who they are. And McHugh doesn't make it out of the first. And then they drop that dumb game on Saturday and Keiko gets lit up on Sunday. And I think it's, that would be, I think the perception that, that this was the time for the Astros to show themselves. And then they did that while it, that may not be indicative. It was a really kind of an emotionally poor time. This whole week has been emotionally awful. It's just been terrible. And we should all repent and probably take up knitting, <laughs> knitting or cross stitch or, or something, something that has like some sort of product at the end of the hobby. But, right. but, but I think that the sort of looking at the schedule and the expectations going, going into this stretch and then having the Detroit series play out the way that it did that. And then with the not doing nothing on the trade deadline, that that has sort of we've we've all started to eat ourselves. That that's basically we're going to have an ulcer and we're going to have type seven diabetes by the end of the season. The nice thing is about the schedule, and yes, it's going to be like insanely tough at times. But you're it's baseball, like we're talking about. Like you're going to run into one of these good teams, and they're going to be playing crappy baseball, and you're going to you're going to beat their ass. Like you when you beat the Royals' ass or, or the the Orioles' ass earlier this season at Minute Maid. Like it's going to happen. Their last 16 games of the season are against Seattle, Oakland, and the Angels. All teams that they kill, typically. Well, they And Oakland just got them. worse. Yeah. yeah, they just got worse. They traded two of their best players. I, would, I wouldn't have minded Rich Hill coming to here, but that's okay. You usually don't do deals with your uh, division. I'm scared, of, I'm scared of A's pitchers now. Scott Casimir ruined it. <laughs> yeah, but, but just a, a big, giant lefty I, never hurts. So it would, be nice, it would be nice to see, like you know, somebody from the 
from from the minor. I don't know. I, somebody just come up here and do something. I, whether that's whether that's you know changing things up in the bullpen or or getting a start from Musgrove at some point. Like somebody's got to like calm the nerves of everybody. Maybe it's Lance McCullers. He's been a beast. He just needs to keep being a beast. And everybody will shut up. I, and I think that's what when they when they moved Feldman and and Fields today that wasn't so much I mean it was you know whatever Feldman's going to be a free agent Fields you couldn't trust him and he was in Fresno anyway but it did open up a spot on the twenty five man and it opened up a spot on the forty man roster so you know there so if you wanted to add you know Musgrove obviously is on the team now but if you wanted to add someone like James Hoyt who is striking, basically almost striking out two batters an inning down at Fresno, and he came over in that Evan Gaddis trade. Like, it opens up some space. And, and so, I mean, the, the Luno said before the game tonight, you know, that they're, they're a good team, and we didn't want to take that, we didn't want to remove any parts from that. And Feldman probably didn't want to hear that, but he was over busy being a Blue Jay on the other side of the field. So, whatever. But but I think that the moves today were about kind of preparing for for more call ups and more impact guys. And I'm with you. I'm just ready to see. I'm tired of prospects coming up and starting out 0 for 17. And AJ Reed struggles. And that's why it was so great about Tyler White. That was like, holy crap, prospects can do this. Like they can come up and just dominate like that. That's amazing. And guys that aren't supposed to. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we get the magical story, and it's and then. But then he shut down and didn't. He did. He did the same thing everybody else did. He just waited a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I want to. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I'm okay with. I, I'm totally fine with. And I, I, I think it goes back to, and, and we talked about Casimir a second ago, that, you know, I think Luno, I saw somewhere that he acknowledged that, yeah, last year, you know, the, the deadline moves that they made, they gave up a lot of talent and it hasn't exactly helped them. That that made them a little bit more cautious this time around. How do you feel about that? Respect it. I, th- I think it's right. What, I mean, was, what deal was out there besides Lucroy that really i mean wanted you to give up that you were willing to give up prospects and give up something of value for because you don't just get great players for nothing right that lucroy was it because that's a a proven star catcher that that would be an upgrade on the position in my opinion that's that's that was it beltron's a rental for two months yeah. And he's old, and he might come here and shut down. and not, He might go to Texas and do nothing. Who knows? He'll probably kill us, and I'll, it'll be the worst thing that's ever happened. But <laughs> it, he might not, too. He's, he is old and has a puffy face, again, a very puffy face. <laughs> so, Michael, how do you feel about I, I've only heard, like, said in the last, like, two minutes, by the way. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, I moved rooms, though, so, so maybe that'll help. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi. Stupid AT&T. I'll just throw them under the bus right now. Sweet. AT&T ruining podcast. But I can hear you now. All I heard was that Jonathan Lucro was a, was something you give up prospects for. So there, there's that. I, they gave they gave up the Rangers gave up a lot today. That's like, you guys are talking about the the prospects and all the stuff in the market. The way the market was set up, like okay, there's the free agency. Free agency next year is going to suck. There's not going to be any good names out there. Like it's going to be terrible. You, teams just gave up so much for rentals, like like the Beltron, like. That's a ton for Carlos Beltran for two months, a 39-year-old player. And you get Jonathan Lucroy. Yeah, he's got another year of control, and he's really good. But what happens when you don't want to sign him a year from now? Like, It's just such a, such a dangerous game, and I totally got why they weren't willing to give up so much. Are you okay with with the sort of the backfiring of the of the deadline moves last year impacting how they approach the deadline this year? Golly, I, I don't mind it as much. Like, like if it was in the back of their mind, because, you know, that was a lot. They did give up a lot. Now, none of those guys have done a damn thing in the big leagues. And, well, I, I shouldn't say what, Mingdon is pitching like crap for Oakland. And, but I don't always want them to be that, be that way where they're scared by what they've done, done in the past and it stinks. Yeah. But this year, considering what was out there, like, that, I, that's why I didn't mind it at all this year. It's like, okay, these, you know, Lucroy and, and Beltron. I would have no problem going out and giving up something. But if you had came to me and said, okay, you're going to have to give up A.J. Reed for two months of Carlos Beltran, I would have walked away all day. Yeah. I would have just slapped you in the face and, and said, you're an idiot. But that's and, just and, they, and, and they know what we have. Like, they know that we're stocked. And they're like they're not coming to the Astros and being like, hey, give us Marisnik. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, we want Jake Marisnik and um Incredible. Some, give us just somebody who's not hitting at Fresno. <laughs> yeah. How about Danny Worth? Can, can, there you, you go. Guys Danny Worth, Worth and Marisnik for Beltron for two months. <laughs> I would have. Yeah. That, yeah that, that, we're that talking. Been, that's fine with me. Yeah. All day. So, like, that's where I'm. I don't know. I just. I'm at the point where it's like, okay, we can bitch and we can bitch and we can bitch. But you have to just. You know, that's why they're the. That's why he's the general manager or anything. It's not just about now. They have to look towards the off season too, where. The free agency doesn't stink, probably, or it does stink. They're going to need pieces to improve the team through trades because that's how they're going to improve the team if they're doing something in the offseason. Yeah. Well, and, and they've been, and we've talked about this before on, on previous episodes, like they're, they really have bought into the building a core and expanding off that core. So, and, and, and promoting from within the farm system. Like, and they really mean it. So let them try to do it. We were deep in the playoffs. Let's try to do it again. We, it's we're not a bad baseball team. I don't I don't understand the panic, the mob mentality panic. And I guess that's just the way it's become because of Twitter and because of social media. And some sports fans are just dumb. I legitimately, but I just don't understand the pan. I just don't understand the the full out panic like that. We've just blown this. Like, what do we blow? I le- I legitimately think that the panic comes from from the Rangers making moves and the Astros not that it look that the optics I, I, I agree it looks like the Rangers are going for it and the Astros are are still counting they're they're just looking at the frame 2017 World Champs I think if the Rangers hadn't they done, are if the Rangers hadn't done anything then I don't think anybody in, a, in the Astros is is upset. Anybody Why would that, the Rangers not do anything? Of course they're going to do something. Well, yeah, I mean, they're they, winning yeah. a division, and they're hurt, and they're playing shitty, and they're hanging on by a thread, and luckily we're playing bad enough to get them a couple of extra games. But shit, man, like, they had to go for it. They're going for it now, and they've given up a lot, and we're going to reap the benefits in the next couple of years where we kept our prospects, and, and, our, and our prospects are getting better. So this is a big picture thing as much as it is a 2016 thing. I still think we are just as good, if not a better team on paper than the Rangers. And Arlington can burn on fire as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they can burn on fire except for my – I have family that lives in Arlington. Okay, well, they, they survive. House. Their house is fine. Um, in fact, they become the mayors of the new Arlington. <laughs> the that rises out of the that is That is nice and good. Well, that, that work that works for me, but cool. that, for, for for them though, like everybody's yeah, like you were saying, they're freaking out because they did something and they 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 they've they're in the race. They're free, they're you know they're not playing well recently. Obviously, they play well against the Royals, but who doesn't? Maybe <laughs> the Astros occasionally. But uh, it like their win now, and, and that's what I love about watching baseball teams get built and like listening to the this prospect, this this prospect that like. You know, it's it's all unknowns. And the Rangers right now, everybody sits there and tries to tell you that it's the one of the most loaded farm systems in baseball, and they've got all these great prospects, and it's the greatest thing ever. Well, if these guys were that good, some of these guys like a Joey Gallo, these they'd be up there doing that crap in the big leagues instead of sitting down in AAA all the time. Like, there's <laughs> there's a point where the system is not as good as you think it is. Like everybody that has an opinion on it can tell you this, but if they're not doing it in the big leagues. What does it mean? It kind of goes to the Astros to an extent too. But the Rangers window, and everybody's like, "Oh, they're so young, they're so young." Yeah, they got, they got Nomar Mazar, awesome talent, super young. They got Rudnett Odor, who hasn't seen a walk since like 2003 yeah. when he was in right. Little League baseball. And you know what else? Their their core with Beltre and Chu and, and Desmond, like they're they're all over 30. Yeah, they're in a Cole win. Hel- Cole Hamels, all those guys. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just it's that's why I'm like, okay, they're they're. They know their win. They and I, if you're a Ranger fan, you have to appreciate, I guess, what they've done because, you know, they're in a win now mode and they see it. Because in a few years, you cannot convince me that that team's going to be any good. You just can't unless they go out and spend stupid money on a bunch of stuff or, or trade something away and get a bunch of prospects back. Because they're going for it now, and at some point, it's going to hit them. Now, see, the one thing that that bothers me, and this may or may not have anything to do with prospects or trade deadlines or any, really nothing. I just don't like how the Astros do this don't score any runs for a few days thing that they're doing right now. <laughs> Doug Fister is pitching a gym. He's gone five and two-thirds, seven strikeouts, no earned runs, and we haven't done anything. 
two hits on on the Blue Jays, and that would be a lot of innings, fifteen. But now we haven't hit yet in the sixth. It's so like, it's like the, four, the that's fourteen innings of not scoring, and then we score two runs the night before, and I mean it's just not doing anything. This offense is too potent to be shut down for that long. In my opinion, I I, I don't I don't get it. See, I think I, they're so streaky. That that's one of the things that's that's where you want to have a guy like I, and uh, an unknown dude like Gurriel. I mean, I don't know. At some point, they're just going to have to, and what they and basically what they've decided to do is they're going to sink or swim with their guys, and they're just going to have to yep. realize that if they're going to make it to the playoffs again, they're going to have to actually do something against a halfway decent team. And I don't which know which is what they have to do anyway. So fuck it, right? Win the whole damn thing, major league. I mean, fuck it. Who's who are they putting up on the on the poster board that they're taking our clothes off though? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, ooh, that's a really good question. Like Beyonce or something, but she probably doesn't doubt the Astros. But everybody wants to see her she naked. She probably doesn't even think about the Astros. But I would Beyonce would. Be, that's Queen B. We got to go with Bay, right? She is my she's my my wife knows that I would I would never cheat on her but if the opportunity came up with Beyonce I I would not turn that opportunity down. That's, she has she to be okay with that, right? She's okay with that. She has she has to accept it. Yeah. She was at Willowridge when I was at Clements and we were in the same district and stuff. I never saw her or anything, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, there was a proximity. We played them in basketball. They won by like 80. And they I, won by I, like 120. I, I used to play uh, baseball as a kid against former Astro great Robbie Grossman, so there's that. Whoa. How was he? I once I once plunked him in the back because he was cocky and he would crowd the plate too much, and I <laughs> drilled him right between the numbers one time. I love it. it he, was, he was captain. I to fight you, but he was all talk. Was I it, love it. He deserved amazing. that. I, I believe that. We should. He was the. He was the best. I didn't play any sports against anybody notable. Haha, <laughs> nerd. Yeah, I, I did the. <laughs> no, my, my my favorite one, like when I was when I was playing, we played against uh, Gary Kubiak's son. He played a strict Jesuit. Yeah, and right. he uh, we were we were playing. It's like freshman year baseball. You know, you're a freshman. You think you're the biggest badass out there. You're playing freshman baseball in high school, <laughs> and he's he's over there. He's over there stealing signs and crap. And, and doing his thing, I'm playing first base, and I see him stealing signs on second, and I paused the game in the middle of it, and I ran over to him. I said, you steal another sign, I'm going to beat your fucking ass right here on the field. <laughs> and Gary's standing, Gary is standing down the, down like the, the right field line outside the fence just just watching. like you know He's staying away from everybody, and I'm like, Gary, if you had any idea what I'm saying to your kid right now, <laughs> I don't think he stole any more signs, but that's my only like claim to fame is I plunked Robbie Grossman once, and then I told Gary Kubiak, so I was going to kick his ass. That's awesome. That's really awesome, actually. I told uh, it was not it was at it was at an Astros game, but I uh, told Brandon Backey that if he needed any legal help, that I could help him. <laughs> How'd that go? I, he was like, "Cool, man, thanks." And and yeah, I because he knew he would need it. I well, this was after like the troubles. I mean, this was in the last few years, and and so uh, I, I don't apparently like the coolest like surfer Galveston like standard Galveston like cool surfer dude like he's really just a cool dude he was pretty cool like he I mean he 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 didn't like punch me in the face or anything like that so he was he was cool to me I can respect that you probably deserved it I if he would have I I would have proudly tweeted that picture yeah. of my black eye <laughs> so all right that so have been worth Looking, looking ahead, and I want to ask some general like Houston sports radio caller questions to you, Michael. But before we get into that, yay! Um, so, what happens this weekend against the Rangers? Like, if 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 the Astros get swept again, is that it? Yes, I'm, I answer. I jumped in, but go ahead. Yes, that's all I have to say. Is yes. I think it's a yes for the division, but I won't say yes for the wild card. I think it's to be in the mix, but. So I mean, without knowing what you say they're going to do against the Jays and what the Rangers are going to do before this, I mean you're that's probably going to be you're probably going to be like close to ten games back if you get swept out. Yeah, they'd probably be done. I mean, it'd be the biggest it'd be a bigger miracle than turning it around from fifteen and thirty in 05 to to win the division at that point. Yeah, right. All right, so that can't happen. We can't. We can't. That. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's without knowing what we do against Toronto, it's hard to throw that out there, but. 
Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We have to see what they do this week and what we do because that changes everything. What if we somehow sweep Toronto and they lose out and then those three games matter a little bit less? They're going to matter no matter what, but it matters a lot less if we cut the gap in half. Yeah. I'm trying to find who the Rangers The Rangers are off tonight. I know that. They, they're at Baltimore for three games. See, and then, that's tough. And then come to Baltimore's Houston. Baltimore's playing good baseball right now. It's like you should be facing Perez and Harrell and Darvish. They've got. I think is the uh, Harrell was was yesterday's starter because he's in line to start against the Astros this weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up too. It'd be I Ky- can't wait. It'd be I can't wait for that. Saturday, it should be Saturday, Friday or Saturday is Keuchel and Harrell. We all know what happens with that. I'm not even going to say it out loud, but we know what happens with that, right? <laughs> Harrell uh, throws a complete game shutout. Yeah, we. Yep. No, there's no way they're going to get him for like I, eight runs. It's it's what it's just what happens when guys come back and pitch against us. It's just. It's the it's our curse. It's our cross to bear. Yeah, no, I'm not rooting for it to happen, and I hope you guys are correct. I that's what I want. I, I hope we hit him up for ten a ten spot in the top in the bottom of the first. But <laughs> I've just seen too many guys have to make their major league debut and carry wood us, and I'm just tired of that. So until somebody proves us wrong, I'm gonna continue to believe that everybody that we trade away or that comes and makes their debut or whatever is going to dominate us. That's a fair. I mean that's just that's just years I'm of, a broken Houston sports fan and it's terrible and it sucks. Yeah, that's years of experience. I mean that's that's all that is. That's So not, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's uh it's Bundy versus Darvish tomorrow night. Okay. And he's 3 and 3 with the 3 Bundy is 3 and 3 with 3.46 ERA. Darvish 2 and 2 with a 3.09. That those don't sound right, do they? Yeah. Why are there? Oh yeah, do it. They both been hurt. Yeah, yeah. And Unless actually, Bundy's just been I, I, called up. I think the, the Astros actually got the Darvish the last time earlier this season, didn't they? I mean, they yeah, yeah, they we did last. But it's like the first time ever. Yeah, oh, we hit Darvish around. Yeah, for once. Yeah, and you. I think he's the still first lost time we've ever hit him. Yeah, or maybe it was the actually the one win they have against them this year. I can't. I had to go back and look, but yeah, I think it is too. So many. Losses. No, we hit him around a little bit. It's just so sad that you're one and nine against them. It's just so sad. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a big part of our mentality too. That if it was somewhat even and and we were where we at, then we're like, ah, it's not as scary. You come in for one series and it all changes. But since they've dominated us so bad, it's like, I don't even think they're that scary. And the record intimidates me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just such a mental thing at this point. It is. It's just it's it's stuck in their heads. Yeah, I think with the Rangers, they try to do what they did in April, and that's make up six games with one swing of the one swing of the bat, and they they press and they make terrible decisions, and and I mean it's it's there's been a bunch of unlucky losses. I mean, there's been times where you know pitching was terrible or the or the hitting. Oh, I know are. you guys are watching out too, but I just went deep. Nice. I'm not. I've turned everything Wi-Fi. Oh, was I not supposed, supposed to spoil you? I'm sorry. No, 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 it's, no it's 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 fine. Yeah, yeah. It's one to nothing. It's one to nothing. Houston uh, Altuve continuing to be the beacon of light that is uh, Jose Altuve. Jeez, what a story! Seriously, that dude is. He, he I, sh, I. It's not a lock that he's going to win the MVP. Obviously, but if he doesn't win the MVP and they make the playoffs, or at least right there. The baseball voters are just doing it wrong. This yeah. guy has been. This is going to be one of the greatest Astro seasons ever played by a single player. Yes. It, yeah, for sure. And 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 his career numbers, like he's just. It's. It's actually it's just crazy what he's done. And I never I never would have thought he'd do it ever. Nobody never. did. Nobody did. He was not ranked on any kind of. He wasn't in a top one hundred. I don't even think. No. He just. He was one of the the stop gaps for our shitty years and he ends up being an all-star and now i think he's on pace to be the best astro of all time it's like what the fuck happened well i think the knock on altuve everyone everyone like acknowledged yeah i mean he can hit you know and every, and, and then everyone said well it's because his, he has a strike zone the size of an iphone and and they couldn't get so? over they couldn't get over the there's not really a precedent for at least not since like the 50s of someone his size actually doing Actually, doing well in in the in the big leagues, and so I, I think that the I mean because he hit like he hit almost four hundred in what two thousand twelve two thousand eleven 
um, in the yeah. minors, you know, between between Lancaster and Corpus, he hit like 380. Right. And he could always hit, but but he nobody hit. thought it would translate because of his size. And that was the biggest knock on him. Well, I, I think that's stupid. I know he's smaller than the average guy, but don't most baseball guys, you know, and especially growing up too, like didn't you play with a bunch of small guys? Like a lot of baseball guys I know were smaller, stocky guys. I know he's not necessarily stocky. But, like, your standard baseball guy is, like, 5'10 and, like, two two bills and just a big dude. I know that the athletes have gotten bigger in the pro ball, but, like, most of the baseball guys I know are, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like a Morgan Innsberg build. I don't know how tall he is, but, like, just not big. They got a lot of dad bods going on in baseball, usually. <laughs> that's the... That's what that's what you're usually looking at. Like, oh, that that guy with his dad bought hit a bunch of home runs. What the hell happened? I love that. That's my favorite when non-athletic guys are athletes. That's my that's the best. <laughs> it's basically every bullpen in baseball. Like the too. dude, like whoever it was with the with the argument the other day. I I share. I'm sure everybody shared the clip with the they had the argument. It was Cleveland and Oakland with the catcher and the guy, and he hit like a 430 foot home run and flipped the bat. I have no idea who it was, <laughs> but it was awesome. If you haven't seen that clip, it's pretty good. Like uh, he, they had an argument about the pitch, where it was located, and they were just jawing back and forth. The catcher, and they had to be separated by the umpire. Next pitch, the guy hits it 430 feet and just throws the bat <laughs> in the air, and like the catcher is yelling at him all the way around. He's saying shit to the players as he trots by. It was awesome. It was like that's the kind of baseball I like. Morgan Innsberg, by the way, is six two two ten. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about more like uh, M- M- Russ Johnson's. Hell, Bregman. Like Bregman. Bregman. Yeah, like a Bregman right? type guy. Just a, just like small, athletic, not skinny. Just kind of uh, whatever. It, they're not Altuve size. I just I I'm not the the giant baseball player thing. Like started with like Frank Thomas and those guys. Even Bagwell's like five seven. He just got most jacked. Yeah. For legally, legally jacked. Of course. Of course. Of course. Go to the Hall of Fame, please, right now. He should get in this year. He will. Um, all right, so, so Michael, when you – I'm sure that you've got people that call in every single, every single time that you, you open the lines that people call in. I'm just curious because y'all are all from, like, the west side of Houston, like the nice – I'm from Pasadena. Is there – a suburb. Oh, Michael, tell them tell them where you're from. Tell them where you're where you at. I'm from the I'm from the Great Hood of Jersey Village. See, see, see. That's the, that's the hood. Yeah, man. I I grew, I grew up in the mean streets of Jersey Village playing <laughs> playing baseball at the end of the street in the middle of the summer with you know your mom waiting for you at home with a grilled cheese sandwich for lunch. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds. Jersey lovely. Village has some rough parts. Oh, very rough. I mean, very very rough. It's, it's I, a very I, di- dynamic part of town because there's like Street Hood and it's like Acres Home is right there or near there, kind of. I, I, Maybe it's I, not. I, I'm just making that up. I, I, don't, I think it's I – don't, I, don't, I really don't know. But it's, I do know this. When I was a kid, uh, Larry Durker, and he still lives out there to this day, Larry Durker would ride his bike down my street like you know in the off season every night that's with, definitely with, not scary with, with no shirt he was always shirtless shirtless larry durker <laughs> i got a lot of shirtless larry durker as a kid on you were blessed yeah, you were that's... blessed as a kid i truly was that's amazing is there <laughs> is there a suburb of houston or a part of houston that you look and you're like this is going to be the worst take of all time simply because they're from galena park or pasadena or something like that no i think they're like always the, the ones that are the, that are the worst, and I know that they'll never hear this, so I'm fine saying it, is the old idiots. Like, the old guys, like Howard and Memorial. Yeah, Howard and Memorial is the worst. <laughs> literally the, the worst caller of all time. It's literally just the people that call and only want to talk when things are going bad. Like, they never will have anything good to say when things are going right, and it, they'll only come out of hiding when it's, you know, the absolute worst of the and worst. It's the same, and it's the same shit that they repeat. It's just like, okay, like we know what you're calling. I mean, it, what's the point? Uh, that would be so I, – I couldn't do it. Like the Astros callers, like I'll say this. I mean, when I started in radio, it was in 2000 – Jesus Christ. It was 2010 now. I was an intern back then. And 
you know, we didn't get Astros calls for like years, obviously. Right. Last year was the first year, like we truly got like Astros callers and people wanted to talk about the Astros all the time. And so it's been different. It's like they've been, a, been in hiding, you know, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> so I like, I, I like came up with captain hot take on like the Texans and the Rockets, obviously. And these, I mean, I understand that some people just don't get baseball, but the, my favorite caller to this day is still the AJ Hinch is the problem. And you need to fire AJ Hinch. I just lose my mind with those people. Like you do know that AJ Hinch, yes, he makes tactical mistakes at times because guess what? Every manager does. But he does not swing the bat or throw the ball. He has nothing to do with the actual results on the field. He, his job is to basically manage the clubhouse and occasionally make a decision on who to bring into a game. Like it just blows my mind that people absolutely like he. He's got like a hate club out there. It's amazing. Well, I, I think it's because, and I've been mad at him too, and it's only because it's gone the wrong way. But I think I think it's because he manages so differently and he's not consistent. And baseball fans are so stuck in their ways that they can't adjust with the game. So the fact that he puts in a different lineup or he plays the shift or he does these things that they're not used to seeing, that it's automatically they hate it. And so he's got to go, and it's a terrible take. Who? All right. So who is who is currently like on? Because I, I I don't live in Houston. I, I I live about three hours away, um, and I don't listen to I don't do the iHeartRadio where I listen to sports talk. So so who is way to admit that? Nice Shame. job on that. Shame. Download it right now. It's free. Yeah yeah. Fucking listen to it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hang on. I'm just getting my shameless plug in. I wouldn't be doing. Oh no, yeah, you should. You and you should listen to it anyway. It's good. Seven ninety is amazing. We have we, we have fun, you know. We we like to we like to kick it around. I got a pre and post game tomorrow night and Wednesday night, and then uh, Friday I'll actually be filling in for Charlie from three to six thirty. We're gonna nice. do this, we're gonna do the show. Fun. For, uh, we're gonna do Charlie from, callers. Yeah, we're gonna do it from the ballpark. That we're gonna literally be down there in the camera well by the dugout doing the show, and they're gonna bring some players by. So if people like that's you know good. listening to players, they should. Tune in for that. Nice. Uh, that's great. All right, I'm down. Fine, fine. I'm downloading it. Um, there you go. Anyway, job is done. To my to my question, who is who's on the crap? Like who do who do callers hate? Like who's on the crap list of people that they want to get rid of? Is it just Hinch? Uh, Hinch is always up there, but Luno's got his people. Of course, the ones that absolutely don't understand the use of analytics in sports and don't understand how important it is and how it basically drives baseball and basketball to an you know to an extent as well it's all it's all numbers yeah oh, like, that's so fo- stupid football uses them less than everybody else so those you know but it's it's the people that just don't they shift all the time and you know that that was the best too is that the people you know they just shift all the time and then look at one hit gets through there it's like well they don't do it because they feel like it it's because it really works when the numbers and they don't say a damn thing when it grounds right into the shift it's only that one hit which will happen it's gonna happen yeah it might hurt you and you might lose a game because of it but a lot i don't know what the actual percentage is but they wouldn't be doing it if it didn't lean in the favor of the shift yeah like when that one ball like when there being a game when the one ball gets hit back up the middle and carlos correa standing right behind second base and feels it like a casual grounder like you know if the shift wasn't there that's a base hit and there's a man on base right (laughs) It's, it's not just for shits and gigs. They're just <laughs> there's there's scientific proof behind it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I love. It's like it's mathematical. It's scientific. It's you can't argue against the percentages and the numbers. And I don't know why people are so against that. Like those math, those numbers are so stupid. It's like no, that's literally the only thing we measure the game by. Yeah, none of us like know all their crazy nuts. Like I look at baseball reference now all the time. I'm like, I don't, I mean, even me, I, I, some of these numbers, are like what the hell does some of this stuff mean? I'm never going to understand it. Cause I'm not a mathematician and nobody is, but you know what? That <laughs> They are, and they might explain it to you and you you think it's the dumbest thing ever. But as long as, like I said, as long as it keeps working, all these things are going to keep being used. It's, it's just a part of the game. Like, why wouldn't you use them? When you can measure literally every swing, every pitch, every single thing that happens, why wouldn't you use that with yeah, all the technology we have? It's dumb not to. 
It's kind of like condoms. It's like, you know, well, I could use it and prevent, you know, having a kid or, you know, I could not use it. And you know, I'm going to play the odds of not wanting to have a kid. That's just me, though. Right. Right. I, you know, there was one of the things that scared me about, because I started Astros County when Ed Wade was the GM. And I thought there was, there's a reasonable chance that, that I, I am as smart as Ed Wade. I, that, that, oh, I, 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 <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you here for a second and tell you that you absolutely are. I have the are. I have one of the greatest Ed Wade stories that I've never shared anywhere. Uh, Do it. No, okay. go. No, that has that takes precedent over me saying that I don't like that Jeff Luno is very clearly smarter than me. So um, he is. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I won't, I won't. I won't tell you who told me the story. Okay. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. We I don't, don't give up sources here. This is this is a safe I, I, spot. I can tell you, it's it's very very. Um, legit like this person would absolutely know because they were it happened with them but uh when they were trading hunter pence back in the day and they were looking for you know trade partners and who they were going to move or who they were who they were looking at prospect wise to get in return i can tell you this ed wade's scouting on other teams and on other prospects in the system there was nothing called a computer in any of it he had a binder on all the players and when he's asked about a player he couldn't tell you anything about him unless he had that binder wow Ugh. And that basically sealed his fate when somebody that you know was in charge saw that for the first time was like, you know, this guy's probably not very good at his job. <laughs> I remember hearing that um, the one of the first things that Luno did was to was to take down the big board, and and, and it was an actual literal like dry erase board that Ed Wade like there wasn't yeah sort of along the same thing that it wasn't exactly tech savvy or or data friendly, data driven decisions being made uh, by Ed, Ed Wade wasn't dropping documents into your Dropbox or anything at work. Yeah, that's for sure. And he didn't get hacked. Boom. I'm just kidding. Um, no, he didn't get hacked. But, but I, I mean, I think he he did draft Springer. He did sign Altuve. You know, there and there are some some decent things that Ed Wade did. He's not. It's not to totally bag on him, but but I guess like one of the things that that floors me is that as, as much information as we have with fan graphs and baseball reference and all of these, you know, everything that you baseball teams have so much more information. It's not like Luno's checking Astros County to see like what we think about a player. Like it's not the, 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 they, there's so much more information at their disposal that is not anywhere that the, the, they got the Sigmidal is like an actual rocket scientist. Like, you know, that, that there's there's got to be we have to understand there's way more to it than we are ever privy to and to yell about the shift is like yelling at a rock for not being a wheel i don't know yeah it it's exactly right it's exactly right I they can go said, watch their at their at bat after they have it and have all the percentages of what they could have done what the pitches were what they did wrong what they did right breakdown of where their stance was on an ipad like instantly after they're at bat yeah like just just that alone and that's not even as statistical and number based that's just technology Ugh. anyway old old people that's what it all gets back to is the old people they call that's that's what it all leads to just the old people that hate numbers and it'll never change and it's always like, our generation is mad we'll be mad at younger people for not caring and it's just it's a generational thing that will never end so it's just we might as well just like not worry about it it's gonna be be annoying in 30 years we're gonna be the ones calling in if we haven't for sure if 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 the world hasn't burned to a crisp yeah i'll I'll probably good chance we're out i'll probably i'll probably won't be in radio hopefully that's that's my guess (laughs) i'll be a dinosaur at that point they'll be kicking me out (laughs) So there's be the one guy with the, the show, the crazy old guy with the show, like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> it's literally called Get Off My Lawn. That's your show. So, um, Get Off My Yard. So um, so there's nothing like you see someone from Stafford, and you're like, oh, God, Stafford. You know, then I can't. We got Larry and Stafford. He's he's animated. I, I like Larry. Larry's a, Larry's oh, a he is nice guy. guy. Yeah, he is a nice guy. Uh, he yell, he yells. He and he knows he yells, but he's at least that's his brand though. Like he built a brand. Yeah, he'll say some things occasionally. And I'm like, come on, Larry, you don't believe that. <laughs> I know you don't believe that, or that's just dumb. But he's at least 
you know, semi, I mean, he's, I shouldn't say, he's completely in for the team. So that's always the, that's always the fun part when you get a guy calling like, yeah, you know, they should do this, do that. Like, you know, I'm actually a Yankees fan or like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They, then they come with that caveat where it's like, oh, I don't really care, but they should be doing this. Like them being neutral makes any difference about their stupid opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very typical. Like I hear it where I am. Like I'm not an Astros fan, but y'all should be doing this, 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 and this. It's like okay, get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan, but let me tell you where the Warriors went wrong. Like it's <laughs> the, the, that's those dudes. They're my favorite. There's, there's plenty of those. That's for sure. Yep. Dallas. We hate dumb people here at Lima Time Time. That's right. So, what else we got? I think I think we've been able to kind of get ourselves through the the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I'm really fine with it. Like, I'm really. I was annoyed on the internet earlier. Like, I, <laughs> I know you were too, Connor. Like, it was just. It was just you. Everybody, chill out. Like you got mad for a second, and you freaked out, and you hoped something would happen, and then you were like, "Okay, we didn't do anything," and you settled in, and everything was fine, and it will be fine. The preacher, and the preacher at our we'll church see. is the the preacher at our church is a big Rangers fan, and I I texted him things that I I regret. So you are a Satanist. That's <laughs> cool. I, I I am ashamed of what I what I sent him. Sorry, Jordan. Go ahead. I have a uh, I have a Rangers fan cousin that actually is like actually really into the Rangers and. He sent me a text earlier saying, "We got we got Beltron and Beltry. We got the new Killer Bees." And I just, oh I, fuck that! Oh uh-huh. hell no! Give me I, his I, number. I held back from saying you know rude, mean things. You should respond. Well, I don't know how to you. That's that's tough because we got pretty mad at Boston. They were doing that headline. They were trying to steal the Killer Bee thing from. You, like, the you, whole internet got mad at that, didn't they? Yeah. You yeah. need to text our the, internet and our part of the internet. You need to text that dude back and say, and with Matt Bush, you are actually the attempted killer bees. That's amazing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's your a, runs, really your, good. Your guy gets drunk and runs people over. That's right. You ran over a, an elderly man's head with his truck. <laughs> that's that's not what I want on my baseball team. I'm supposed to go up there for the the, for the series at the beginning of September, and I Ooh, swear it's going to be so so important. Depending on how this next month goes, I it could alter. If if it's going very well, I, w- I will go. But if not, I'm not going to go die of a heat stroke. Out no, it's a de- it is a death sentence at that stadium in the in the summer. I made the mistake of I went and watched a a, so- a Red Sox Rangers game there years back, and it was one of the worst experiences because <laughs> of how miserable it was. I mean, I've gone to Dynamo games at night here. and it wasn't great. But up there, it was something different. I I can't explain it. It was. God awful! It's an actual I don't know pizza. How, I don't know how they do it. it, it it's an actual. I really don't. Yeah, it's a hair dryer. It's like watching a baseball game in a hair dryer. But I've a hair, I, a hair dryer that will cause death if you're out there too long and drink too many alcoholic beverages. It's true. Which we you obviously are going to. You're at a game. But it's yeah, bullish. it's like it's a beautiful ballpark. It looks awesome, but that heat is just. And being used to heat and not being able to handle that heat, it's it's really a weird feeling. It's like. Uh, I, I can't, it's the worst. Yeah, death to Arlington and all and all things Rangers. I but not but not Michael Connor's family. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I've been invited. Yeah. I, I've I, been, got, I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> I've been invited up to the yeah the begin the series beginning of September, and I'm not going until there's a demonstrated ability to win in that ballpark. I'm I, I, I'm I'll stay home. I, it's too far of a drive, and it would cost too much money for me to go and sit. And I can be miserable at home. I don't need to drive however far and die of a heat stroke uh, to to watch it happen. I'm not I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, I I would agree with you on that. That's probably play it safe and just wait and see. Yeah, they the Astros are up one after seven, so uh, let's see what happens with that. So maybe they're maybe they end up one and zero in the Musgrove era, and and everything's great. <laughs> the, the Musgrove era, that's great. All right, we good. Yeah, I think he, I, he's going to be a star. I have high hopes for him. I know everybody else does too, but I really think he's going to be. He's he's got the control a difference maker. He just doesn't walk anybody, so he's got that control that that is quite nice to have. Um, young dude, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I guess I'm more excited now than I was at the beginning of the show. I think it's going to be okay. Bregman still hasn't got a, a hit tonight, so still one hit. One, but f- nobody else really has either. A few hits. 
He'll be fine. Whatever. I'm not worried about it. I'm just trying to piss people off. Right. I'm trolling. <laughs> I'm trolling right now. I'm not worried about Bregman. Bregman's going to be fine, and he's going to end up hitting 330 one year, and we're going to be like, all right, cool. And now it's just up to uh, good old uh, Will Harris not screwing it up in the ninth. That's right. Because that's a real thing right now and kind of terrifying. Do you think they should switch it? And, like, Giles is pitching now. Do you think they should just switch those based on how they're pitching? I mean, it's not like Hinch doesn't do that. I don't think that they should. I don't like them. I don't like them fucking with the the back of the rotation, but Hinch does it. So now I've bought in. So now it's like, why not? I think think Giles hasn't given up a run since, like, what, like mid-June or something? Like an earned run? Great. He's been very great. And, and, and Harris has too. He's just had those two really bad outings. Yeah, and just he's been even the other night in in Detroit when he was, you know, he got the first two outs, but he was just hanging stuff up there in the middle. Right, of the right, right, right. You're, and that's dude, what he does. And when he's good. off, he hangs it and he gets killed. And that's what terrifies me. And, and I don't know if I want them to necessarily say, "Hey, yeah, Ken Giles is our closer," but I would like them in the next week, like in this Toronto series or in the Rangers series, if there's a ninth inning that you need to get the victory switch it up one night and let giles get the ninth because yeah, giles, what giles you traded for for him like this is what you got him for was to be the you know the gas can out of the not the bad gas can the good gas can with <laughs> yeah, flight with, right right the good one, the good one. yeah do that in the back of the bullpen just give it a shot because right now i'm just not very comfortable with will i'm not i'm not either and i and i, and I don't know if it's just because of i i the velocity thing, and that's for any closer. And it was the same with Gregerson. Like, I want a guy that comes out and just dominates. And even if his stuff isn't the best, I want a guy that throws at 101, 99, just to where they have they don't have enough time to deal with it. And by the time they've adjusted, it's like, oh, you're done. And if you happen to catch one and, and beat us, then, yeah, I'll take those Billy Wagner home run losses. But if you're getting a save 30 out of 40 times, whatever. My issue with Harris, and it goes back to my – my my PTSD of 2015 is game four. Just when he yep. got, he gets babbib to death and he gets blooped and then he'll give up, you know, a, a decently long ball every now and then. But I don't know. It all goes back to game four for me. Everything. There was like a turning point in my life. And I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it hurts for all of us because it was like a bad turning point in the beginning of a good era of greatness of Astros baseball. And it's that a was, dark, just a dark cloud and otherwise amazing season for me. That yeah. that rejuvenated my baseball fan, fandom. It's one of the worst days of my life because I'm there and, you know, the media, the, the press seating was packed. So there wasn't like places, there wasn't extra seats to go sit. So our seats were filled. But we, since we, you know, we carry the games on the station, we have a, we have a suite at the, at the ballpark for all the games. Right. So I, I went up to the suite and I'm watching, you know, it's all the bosses and everybody, you know, it's all, we're all going nuts and everything and, you know, and having a good time. I'm not drinking though, because I'm going to go down to the locker room after the game and I'm thinking I'm going to be covered in champagne and, you know, enjoying right. it's going to be a party that, that experience, you know? Yeah. I mean, like this is going to be the first time I've ever got to do this. And I used to watch this on TV as a kid, like, and I'm going to be in this clubhouse when this is going down, it's going to be unbelievable. And as that inning happened, I'm just sitting there and I just wanted to go get as many beers from behind the, the ball <laughs> sweet as, as I could. And I was like, I can't. And I did. I did it all sober. It was the worst day ever. <laughs> what was I the, don't know how you did it. What that was, was the, tough. What was the clubhouse like when you got down there? It was a morgue. It was – I had never been in – because I've been in there a few times. This club Astros was like winding down last year, and they still had the smoke machine, the fog machine going and whatnot. But like that day was – they were just like you could just feel it like they just had been punched in the or like all of us like, like a knife right to their gut and had been twisted for an hour basically it was just at that point like I, I knew that they were not I knew leaving that clubhouse like it doesn't matter what happens they're not winning game five they're, it's just not gonna happen and people yeah and you know what and people act like they don't like they make all this money and they don't care like they fucking care a lot. Especially oh, like the especially, the especially the especially this young Astros team and I, and most baseball players, but they they care if they win a lot. It's not like they're it's all fun and games. After you know, they are not happy. Like I I can't think of any guy that I've come across in an Astros locker room that when I talk to him, like 
that I think that, that, that they only view it as like their job and they're just there to get their paycheck. And you kind of yeah. can get that sense. Like, okay, like I get that sense from basketball players. Like when I go to rocket stuff and whatnot, and then with the Texans, there's always, you know, there's guys that right. are hanging around. So those guys really do care, but the, you know, number one thing for them is to stay healthy and to get that big paycheck because it's such a, such a violent sport and whatnot. But like, I've never once come across a baseball player that, because if if you don't love that game, you're just not going to be good because you have to be there every day. And you day. stop playing. Yeah, it's a it's a grind. It's too much. It's too much work to not love that and to not care. I, I, for sure. Yeah, it's like I've never once, especially with this team, I do not question that any of them have that care factor, the drive for. Like people love to kill on Carlos Gomez, and like he just doesn't care and whatnot. You know, he cares. He just isn't very good. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he cares a lot, and he's a fun-loving guy, and he's having fun when he's went playing well. But yeah, he's not having the best year I've seen in a while. No, I just hey, we're gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna win this game. And, uh, I just want to make sure I got a notification. I was like, please don't be a two-run home run or something. <laughs> <laughs> right when I say that, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna win this series, and we're gonna mess up the Rangers, and everybody's gonna be feeling different. And we've said this all year long. April was terrible and everybody was ready to kill themselves not really but you know pretty close <laughs> we're gonna be all right michael thank you so we're much good, for we're being still on. a good baseball team we're a good baseball team everybody stop being idiots on the internet that is one thing i love more than getting my pitch over the plate and that is getting over this plate in casa ole it's like a fiesta in casa ole Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today.